Hello, and welcome to the second official episode of Magic the Gathering. Um, my name is, well, I'm your host. My name is Jacob Neal. And I'm Jake Blazek. And we are just getting some deadly brews out on MTGO and seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, we kind of alluded to um, our, our deck list at the end of last episode. Um, we were using Demir Ninjas. Uh, it went through a couple of iterations. Um, started off as like a, a holy ninja list uh, and then kind of changed into like some ninjas, some not ninjas, and then eventually transitioned to like ninja fairies. So <laughs> we have a, a which I think ended up being a pretty good spot, but still, um, we'll get into it later. But you know, it's uh, ninjas maybe doesn't have the best home in modern, <laughs> yeah. Currently, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we will definitely get into that because uh, modern is a harsh, harsh mistress currently. Uh, and the poor ninja boys just don't have much of a much of a foot there. But yeah, um, we'll go ahead and uh, start off our session like we did last session. Probably what we'll do for the, the rest of the podcast and just kind of talk about our daily lives, uh, how we've been like this past month. Um, we'll start out with you, Jake. How's uh, how's your month been? Well, it's been uh, pretty good. Um, I started coaching um, track and field. Oh, nice. uh, for for the middle school that I work for, mm-hmm. um, so that's been pretty cool. Uh, unfortunately, I will be missing the first two of four track meets oh, no. um, because uh, I'm helping with an audio video uh, project in the Woodlands, and then we're going to SCG Dallas uh, that following weekend. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna miss the first two track meets, but I'll catch the, the last two. Yeah. Luckily, so. First that's all that matters, right? Anyways. Yeah. First row warm-ups, <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll be better after after the first two, get the nerves out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But specifically, I've been uh, coaching shot put and discus. So I did those oh. in high school, so it's been kind of fun to, to get back out there and throw some heavy balls and, and discs. Yeah, revisit it. <laughs> did you have to, like, take any sort of, like, training for that? Or they just like, hey, you have some experience, have at it? Well, I, I, I work at a private school, so uh, really it's just... Oh, you you're interested in doing it? it? Definitely, for sure. Can you do five other things? Because <laughs> um, I mean, they're pretty they're pretty self sustained. They don't really they kind of work with what they got. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's like sixty sixty five people on staff who have to do everything from uh, pre K all the way through eighth grade. So that's insane. yeah. I, I I coached soccer also last or like in the fall. Um, and now I'm coaching track and field with an, with the PE coach. He's doing the running stuff, and I'm doing all the field events and throwing and stuff. So, Do they have to call fun. you Coach Blazik, or do you have them call you Mr. Blazik? It's really up to them. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple. Oh, I, okay, to be fair, also, I only really have four kids that are, oh, okay. that are competing, uh-huh. um, two guys and two girls. And so uh, they... Yeah, I think like one of them consistently calls me Coach Blazik, and then the others just kind of Mr. B, Mr. Blazik, whatever. So nice. That's um, cool. Yeah, but I I actually had to go out and buy a uh, a king size candy bar for one of them because I was like, all right, if you can throw the discus sixty feet, then I'll buy a candy bar. Um, hey, and great. she was she was upset that she was uh, uh hit fifty nine and nine inches. So I was like. Okay, it's close enough. <laughs> What's three inches, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I I gave it to her, nice. um, but so yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been spending my time with. Um, my brother and I are also starting to um, play video games together because oh, awesome. uh, my wife and his wife have been uh, watching The Bachelor together mm. every Monday night, nice. and so we were like, well, we gotta have a guys' night if you guys are having a ladies' night. Uh, so we're yesterday was actually the first time that we got together to play but we are starting to and just kind of trading off playing a single player game we're playing uh, resident evil 7 so we were we were sitting in his uh in his media room with his big projector playing um 
Resident Evil 7 and literally shaking in our boots because uh, that game is terrifying. You're basically I, just like stuck in a house and have to get away from these deranged people that are trying to eat you and tear your face off, basically. I freaking um, you literally love get your arm. Seven. You literally get your arm cut off pretty early in the game, so yeah. it was, uh, it was uh, pretty terrifying, but we're having a good time with it. Uh, how, how far some did nights we'll get? play... Well, not too far. We we played for like an hour, hour and a half, or something like that. Because I mean, we uh, between the two of us, we've got uh, three kids, so it's yeah, kind of you know. He like I got there at at like seven, and he was like, "Ugh, well, I gotta go help my son be put down and whatever." And I was like, <laughs> "No problem. Take your time. I'll just sit here on Reddit." <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. What What about yourself? Yeah, uh, it's been good. Um... I've been uh, currently looking for another job, so that's been a uh, that's been my kind of to do. I had uh, an interview, like a phone interview, and then a lunch interview, and then a work assignment. So I finished up the work assignment this weekend, um, and I'm hoping I can uh, hear back from. I'm gonna send a, a follow up email tomorrow and see what they say. Um, and so what are these jobs that you're applying for? So it's a it's a graphic designer position, um, but I'll be like doing a lot of um, kind of like photo and video, kind of what I'm doing now, but more so like with a emphasis on the creative aspect. Because right now I'm not really doing a cool. lot of creative at my current job. Um, so it's gonna be like creative, and then setting up a photo studio for them, like a photo area booth set up. Nice. Um, and then like creating like labels and helping them like market on like Facebook and Instagram, just like general social media, marketing, photography, creative stuff. Um, but it seems like a good company. Um, it's pretty small. Uh, I think you said there's like six salaried workers there. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah, that's pretty small. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll see what they say. Um, I also have a, I had a, I applied for the city of Garland working as like a um, event coordinator for them. So I think that'd also be kind of fun um, doing like setting up like special events for um, like the city and then like creating posters and flyers and all that stuff, which I did a little bit in high school with the smash club. Um, and I, I enjoyed doing that. So uh, we'll see, we'll see what they say. Um, just kind of looking and browsing. I, I recently got back into dead by daylight um oh nice yeah i i picked it up um a couple weeks back um and i got myself back up to rank one which is the the highest rank of of killer because I'm, I'm a killer main um, <laughs> for that game so i've been kind of grinding that out um also uh my girlfriend is super into board games um and they released a dead by daylight board game on kickstarter which looks super fun uh, cool yeah, so we back that, and it should be released in like October. They said so. Yeah, um, it it was made by Level Ninety Nine, who's done a lot of like fighting game, like Blaze Blue board games stuff, like um, board games that are like kind of based on video games. Um, and again, like it's super popular. It got funded in like like ten hours, I believe, oh, like gosh. within yeah. the first day, and it's like three hundred thousand dollars. Uh, and it just like wow. keeps on rising. I think today, uh, this is the second or third day, and it's at like forty-five k, well, four four hundred fifty k. Sorry. Um, yeah. Even oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I've been doing that. Um, me and my girlfriend did some some spring, well, did some spring cleaning this weekend. So. Always fun. Always fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I guess also I'm getting back into Warhammer, so <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> just stacking a whole bunch now, of stuff on. <laughs> when the uh, when the Warhammer Commander decks come out, are you getting those? Oh, you know I'm gonna probably buy each one of them. Yeah, because uh, I'm a, <laughs> I th- a nerd. I'm not into Warhammer at all, but like you know, in in the store that we went to in Nacogdoches where we met, um, they were pretty into Warhammer, or at least whenever I was there, they were, like, getting into Warhammer pretty big. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, per- I perused around and kind of watched some games and stuff. Um, so I never got into it myself personally or very invested or really understand anything that was happening, but it was fun to look at all the minifigs and 
um, just hear them talk about the lore of their um, whatever players they're playing as or whatever. Yeah, um, armies. Yeah, their armies. That's that's the word. But uh, I think that just combining that with magic just makes so much sense to me. It just because there's so much deep lore within those. And that's literally all what magic's about. So that might be one of the first, like, commander decks that comes out that I'm like, man, this is sweet. So if they've got cool commanders and stuff like that, like, I don't play commander on any sort of serious level or anything, and um, it's totally casual, and I proxy everything that I have, but, (laughs) uh, concerning commander. But, um, yeah, I think that that might draw me in a little bit, just because it's something fresh, it's something new, it's... It's and it's another fun thing. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like with a lot of the like third IP stuff that they've been doing with Magic Gathering, they've like had a a lot of like really fun, creative take on things. Like recently, um, the Street Fighter Secret Layer got like put out. Like they're showing all like the characters and stuff, and like Ryu can do like a Hadouken and. Gallus. Which Hadouken is just specifically Lightning Bolt, which is yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's just a lot of fun stuff where it's like they are taking the mechanics of a game and applying it to like the magic setting, and it's like working well. Um, I'm kind of like enjoying. It. Like, with Stranger Things was a little like eh, it's like it, it's thematically like okay. The Street Fighter stuff looks really cool. Um, yeah, I like the E Honda one because yeah. it's like. You can, what is it, like, up to 100 creatures each get you can plus block whatever, plus whatever? Yeah, I think it's like you can block and up to 100 creatures or something. Something like that. But just the fact that it, because it's like the 100-handed strike or whatever, so it, it like, references the actual game mechanic, which is cool. So yeah. I kind of like what they're doing with the secret layers. I feel like a lot of people are, are kind of off them, and they're like, what, this is magic, you got to stay pure magic, blah, 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 whatever. But no, I mean, it's fun to bring in extra stuff. And also, all of that is ancillary product. You don't have to buy any of it. Yeah, Now, exactly. whenever they make a standard legal set that is like, you know... Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, Fortnite. Then that's when we have to start worrying about stuff. But uh, for now, you know, the secret layers are a really awesome way that they can kind of explore these boundary breaks between uh, magic mechanics and bringing in other IPs, which is, I think is really cool, personally. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I think it's really awesome. Um, just, like, th- allowing them to kind of, like, flex their creative muscles on uh, something that isn't just, like, an original character. Um, so, yeah, I, I've I, I've also enjoyed a fair bit. Um, and now they're also adding them to, like, the list kind of things, where it's, like, one in eight packs, you'll get a Stranger Things, like a... Um, a Walking Dead, like, character that is... Uh, a magic character so it's not like Rick Grimes it's like uh, Reginald uh, stabby guy or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah so is that like so they're putting that on the list which I think there's like one list card in every set booster or something like that Uh, well kind of so uh, it's not one in every booster it's like a like a a chance Um, okay and but it's gonna be like a different part of like it's like you have the list and then you have the list with the walking dead like secret layer characters yeah, so it's, it's like a separate thing yeah so it's like a, i think it's they said it's like one in eight packs you'll get a stranger things or uh yeah a walking dead character from like that's like magic oriented instead of gotcha. I, original ip um yeah so it, it's kind of like the list but different so um, yeah, I guess like talking about Warhammer, um, I'm building knights, which is super cool. Uh, and they're about to release like the knight codex. Basically the knights are just like the really big models, like the big robot dudes. Um, nice. Yeah. So oh, at the store to. that, so our, our local game shop, that's like right around the corner from us just went into a, a new location. Oh, nice. Um, and so, uh, I mean, it's like two suites down, but it's like two or three times the size of it. Nice. Um, okay. Which is awesome. Yeah. And so, but they have, uh, from somebody's personal collection, they have some of the, like, gigantic knights, the ones Ooh. that are, like, a foot and a half tall. Like the warlord um, titans. Yeah, the, like, 
the like foot and a half tall, like, and there's three of them. Oh my I was god. like, oh my god, these things are probably like a thousand dollars or something yep. like that. <laughs> I think and the they're... cheapest one is like fifteen hundred, and yeah. that's like unpainted. Are they like painted and like fully? No, they are super nicely painted. One of them has like some snow on it. Looks like it was been snowing <laughs> on it and stuff. But it, I mean, it's an incredible collection. So next time you're in Houston, we'll have to go to Dragon's Lair and check yeah. that out. I love me some Dragon's Lair. I'm actually going to Austin uh, this weekend for my girlfriend's. Uh, her parents are having like a little. Um, like birth, all their birthdays kind of line in like within the same week or two. So they yeah. have a big like birthday bash. So we're gonna go down there, and we may stop by like Dragon Slayer uh, down at Austin. Nice. Yeah. So, so actually, a funny story about that that Dragon Slayer, that specific one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, uh, I lived in Austin for a single summer, mm-hmm. um, and but during that summer was the time that the FNM promo was Path to Exile. Oh, nice. So I was like, oh, nice. I gotta get me some of these. So let me enter into these. Uh, magic tournaments and see how well I can do. Well, I I did awful, um, <laughs> but at the end of the night, they always picked a random person at the event to give a promo to anyway. Uh-huh. Um, and so I won twice the random nice. drawing, as, even that sitting at like last place with my Bogles deck. <laughs> <laughs> so I got two of those uh, FNM promo Path to Exiles from. Just showing up just to Dragon's Lair in Austin. Sheer luck, yeah. Yeah. And then I ended up uh, buying two more of the promos because I was like, well, I can't just have two and then two regular Conflux ones or whatever. Yeah. So I bought two more of the promo ones. And then a friend of mine somehow or for some reason had a play set of Spanish ones that were the promos. <laughs> and okay. he was like, one-to-one trade. I don't really care about these. And I was like, sweet. Now I've got Spanish paths. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen them, right? Yeah, I, I played them uh, for years and years, but then eventually, um, my old roommate Grayson—we talked about him once on the pod. Yeah. Um, he uh, he bought me for my birthday one of the Rebecca Gay ones, oh. and I was like, "Well, okay, well now I need to upgrade to these ones because they've been my <laughs> favorite card and they've been like my desktop background for years." Nice. Um, so now I need to upgrade to these ones. So I kind of like slowly. Uh, bought those ones because at the time i mean there's they were like 10 bucks 10 or 12 bucks something like that so not Mm -hmm. even too expensive but yeah i was just like i can't spend 30 dollars i'm a broke college kid right now (laughs) um so i was like i'll buy one and then i'll buy a second one and then i'll buy a third one now i gotta play set (laughs) it's the way to do it like especially when you're in college it's like man i got like 50 bucks my name and i don't get paid for another like week or two like eat some cheap taco bell some some good old like uh, $2 McDoubles uh, and like yeah buy use the, the meager remaining of your money to get some magic packs <laughs> yeah that's I mean that's the way to do it that's the only way to do it I think but right. well anyway let's uh, take a short break and then whenever we return we'll talk about uh, the deck list that we played for uh, this episode Blue Black Ninjas yo let's go welcome back to magic the gathering uh we're actually gonna go over our deck list so i'll put it up here on the screen um we'll kind of go over the the multiple variations um but this first one um actually okay so i guess we'll we'll talk about how we came up with the deck um so obviously kamigawa came out uh earlier this month i guess uh it's like basically the very beginning of this month so we wanted to try out some new ninja support from this new set and definitely wanted to try out a Satora uh, Blightsteel combo. So basically Satoru Umazawa will allow you to ninjutsu anything for four. And so we were just basically playing uh, Satoru trying to get out a Blightsteel Colossus and win the game. That was our, like our big goal. Um, was for us to sneak out a blight seal and hit for lethal infect. So we started with that as our base and then we started building around um, that with like changing outcast, invisible stalkers. Um, we had some silver fur masters, ninjas of the deep hour, fallen shinobi um, as our creatures in the deck. 
Also, like typical spells like Fatal Push, Inquisition, Thought Seize, Counterspell, Drown Lock. And then we had uh, at this iteration only two Kaito uh, Shizukis. We, we actually went up in the later iterations um, the amount of Kaitos we had in the deck. We started out with two. Um, I think, Jake, you're the one who. Did, did we ever play this deck or did we change it to 1.1 version before we actually got games in? remember no so i don't think we played 1.0 or 1.1 or 1. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, just because uh we were really just workshopping the deck um i know that you uh, we've talked about it on the podcast how you're feel much less comfortable as like a brewer and um, oh, yeah. especially in, like hyper competitive formats like modern so you would rather kind of uh bring in a deck list and play that uh, because it's been tried and true tested um so being the, our kind of resident brewer on the <laughs> podcast, I was like, well, you know, uh, concerning the current metagame, let's kind of fudge some numbers and, and move some stuff around. Um, so, yeah, then we came up with the 1.1 deck list, which uh, we went from four changeling outcasts and four invisible stalkers to actually just going down to three invisible stalkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we initially had three uh, Satoru Umazawas and three Blight Steels. But we cut one of the blight steals because it's a really bad card to have just dead in your hand. Yeah. Um, down to th- two fallen shinobis because it's it's just not as um, easy to get out there either. Uh, we went up to four silver furs because initially we had two, mm-hmm. and then uh, our our split of ninja the deep hours we went in with uh, the moon circuit hacker, which is one of the new ones that ninjutsu's for a single mana instead of uh, the the two two of ninja the deep hour yeah so mm. um but only a, it only draws a card straight up if it entered the battlefield that turn so basically the turn that you ninjutsu it uh, is the only time that you actually draw a card without anything um changing that mm-hmm. um and then our our spell suite i we cut down on the counter spells and went up on spell pierce because uh this is really just a tempo deck and counter spell felt a little bit clunky yeah. Um, cut cut the drown in the lock because we were there we weren't milling our opponent for anything either. I mean, that modern is kind of a format where you fill up your graveyard anyway, especially with all of the um, great like uh, what you call it delirium stuff going around like DRC and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but even then, you know, just two mana versus one mana especially in a deck that we're now playing three Mutavault as just another ninja, um, also just as a, a attacker that can't get hit by Prismatic Ending or something like that mm-hmm. uh, out of control decks. Um, so that was another change to the mana base that we made. Um, the sideboard, I'm pretty sure, just stayed 15 for 15. Uh, didn't change at all. Um, yeah, not really, no. <laughs> and so, which we didn't actually even talk about the sideboard yet, which... Yeah. Uh, so our sideboard was uh, three fatal push. Sorry, not three fatal push. Those were in the main board. Um, <laughs> three subtlety, mm-hmm. one fatal push, one pit pithing needle, uh, two spell pierce, two aether gust, two dress down, and four ley line of the void. So um, actually, I think the day before I played my first league for this um, was when Luris was banned. So yeah. you know, there's no reason not to play. Goodbye, cat. Um, big stuff like laying on the void it kind of soft unbanned that card um, but we were also playing you know a bunch of three drops and blight steel colossus anyway so it didn't really matter <laughs> <laughs> um so that was our 1.1 version of the deck uh, the only thing that really changed into 1.2 is we added a brazen borrower because that is an incredible um, thing to pick up with your ninjutsus. Yes. Um, also, instead of doing the invisible stalker, which does have hexproof, which is great, uh, we instead changed it to Dothy Voidwalker because it's basically unblockable unless they basically. also have a Dothy Voidwalker. Um, but it also just has a nice a, incidental, plus. yeah, just incidental uh, graveyard hate and also um, dealing with. A lot of stuff that, or you know, you can cast your opponent's spells and stuff, um, which didn't really ever come up because it is also pretty soft at, at having two toughness. But you know, yeah. it is what it is. 
We also added Ingenious Infiltrator um, because I'm pretty sure it says... I think it's whenever another ninja deals combat damage, it draws a card. Um, but... Oh, the, the interaction that I was actually thinking about was uh, Silver Fur Master says rogues and ninjas get plus one, plus one. Mm-hmm. So uh, it incidentally buffs our Vodathi Voidwalker also because it <laughs> is a rogue. It is, so, yeah. That's nice. Um, and then we just fudged a couple other numbers. We completely got rid of the... Um, we went up two creatures and then down the counter spells just mm-hmm. to um, fudge that a little bit. We were playing four discard spells. We split them 3-3 three, three instead of having four Inquisitions. Uh, Thoughtseize is just a really good card. Uh, and then finally we went down to two Mutavolts instead of three. And then we, for some reason, we weren't playing them anyway. Uh, but we put in Takanuma, Abandoned Mire, and Arawara Soaring City from the Neon Dynasty set. Because they're basically free and they do a lot of stuff. They have an upside as well, yeah. Yeah, so that, that was the first iteration that I actually played a league with, um, which I think you didn't play a league till the next iteration anyway. So let me just... Yes. Yeah. Um, should we go ahead and talk about that one league, or should we... Yeah, well, we can... Uh, talk about the final deck list first. Uh, let's talk about the final deck list, and then uh, next segment we'll talk about your league with this deck, and then the, the last one with the fairies as well. All right. Yeah, you want to touch on the fairies or do you want me to yeah i can go into that that. so our last iteration was a blue black like kind of fairy ninjas so we had fairy miscreant uh, a nice one drop um we kept well four of those four moon circuit hackers still um we went up to four spell stutter sprites as well um still two brazen bars three satoras two ninja of the deep hours two fallen shinobi and then to Blightsteel. So we got rid of the Ingenious Infiltrator, um, all of those, all of the Silver Fur Masters as well, and then also our Void Walkers. Um, and then we added uh, Bitter Blossom in with, um, in with the spells as well. Uh, and the lands pretty much stayed the same. So this is the deck list that I mostly played. Um, so it was good at some points, uh, not good at some others, which we'll talk about in our leagues uh, here in a bit. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, we actually also added back in some Drown in the Locks because I felt like... Oh, yeah, um, yeah, we had two of those back in. We were So we took out the Spell Pierces and added in Drown in the Lock. I feel like that was just a concession to the fact that Spell Pierce didn't interact as, or the the deck as a whole, I guess, didn't really interact with the board as much as we wanted to, especially mm-hmm. whenever you're trying to get in all of those attackers for the ninjutsu. So the ability to have five main deck counter or kill spells, and then also having the two petty thefts to get in our blockers was uh, kind of a reason for going up on the drawn in the locks again. Uh, and like I said earlier, the the modern format really likes to fill its own graveyard anyway. Uh, with cheap cheap spells and stuff anyway, so uh, I feel like that was a pretty good change. Um, yeah, so we, I mean, we really went from being a dedicated I play ninjas to like what's the best tempo strategy where I can ninjutsu in creatures. Um, so like adding the fairy miscreants, where if you had two of them, you could kind of like attack with both of them, ninjutsu in one. You're probably getting through because there's not many flyers in the modern format. Mm-hmm. And then redeploy it for a single mana to draw a card um, was really great. Um, that was fantastic. And the spell stutter also, just being a counter spell creature that you can just pick up and do stuff. I found myself a lot of the time actually, um, like at the end of their turn with two mana open, I would just flash in a spell stutter even if they aren't playing anything because I wanted to ninjutsu it. And I would just get it back. Yeah. And then I would be able to counter it then so um i don't know i felt like that was a pretty cool interaction mm-hmm. um i don't know about you but i think i boarded in three subtlety almost every single game yeah there are a lot of good creatures in modern right now 
<laughs> and Planeswalkers, yeah. Like I will get into it a little bit, but I played a lot of. I actually played against quite a bit of Tron, so oh, being fun. able to hit those those uh, Planeswalkers too was really nice. I faced a lot of Amulet Titan, <laughs> which we'll get into. Hey, I think I think they play a lot of big creatures. <laughs> uh, yes, unfortunately, uh, putting a Amulet Titan at the top of the Oh, a Titan at the top of the deck doesn't really stop it too much because it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, we can just play it next turn anyway and get more lands. But yeah, right. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so I guess we can actually, we'll take a short break and head over to our leagues. All right, welcome back with us. So we're going to go ahead and go over all of the leagues that we played. Um, Jacob, how many leagues did you get in? I got two. All right, so I ended up getting three in. So I got two, or I got one league with the um, dedicated blue-black ninja, just trying to jam as many ninjas with Infiltrator and Silverfur Master in it. So I got one league with that in, so I'm going to go over that one real quick first, and then I'll talk about the other two leagues that I played (laughs) with the fairy ninjas. Awesome. Um, So, yeah, so this league, um, not easy, not great. I think the deck (laughs) had a lot of problems with it. Um, you know, we tried our best to just make a dedicated ninjas deck. I did win a couple of games with Blightsteel Colossus and Satoro, so um, and I misplayed to win a match with it. So, you know, it's fine. Nice. Uh, but yeah, this this league ended up zero five. You know, that's what this <laughs> that's what this podcast is about, man. It's about the zero fives. It's about the five O's. It's about the one one fours and everything in between. So. Um, we're, we're brewers. We're not, uh, winners sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> Story of uh, my but life. yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's get into it. Uh, round one, I faced off against blue, red Merc tide. So, uh, mm. O2 in this match, you know, they, they are just a hyper efficient deck. Um, they probably got a Ragavan out and I wasn't able to stop it and, you know, spiraled out of control from there. Um, they have, really good removal and then all of our creatures are pretty small anyway so it's just hard to get through yeah um their wall of counter spells and removal and whenever you're facing down a murktide regent that's pretty tough so o2 loss against them uh, round two i played against elves and uh game one i was just outpaced and so i didn't really get a chance to do anything um game three or game two mm-hmm I had a turn three Satoru and turn four Blightsteel, and they just decided not to block my three five, um, (laughs) which was nice because I had the Silver Fur out, which was pumping my Satoru. Um, And then in game three, I definitely had a big, huge misplay where I should have played. I had four mana available. Um, I had a Satoru on the battlefield, and... I had a Blightsteel in hand, mm-hmm. and they just had clogged up the board with creatures. So I was like, okay, well, I have in my hand a um, Brazen Bar. So I was like, okay, I've got four mana. I can flash in this Brazen Bar and win that way because they weren't going to attack through my stuff anyway because they had a lot of um, things that they wanted to keep around. Uh-huh. And I had a 2-4 on the battlefield, so it's kind of tough to get through. Um Little did I know, they were a green-white version that played a Vizier of, um, what's the that card? Vizier uh, Remedies, Remedies, the, the yeah. one that that goes infinite with Devoted Druid, so yeah. and a War Master on the battlefield. So they were hell-bent, so I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I obviously win this game. So they played that, and instead of being able to just flash in my Brazen Borrower, I had to use Petty Theft to get rid of their Devoted Druid so that they couldn't just go infinite and win. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, that sucks. And uh, <laughs> all along in my hand, I also had a Dothy Voidwalker. So what I should have done oh. is just play the Dothy Voidwalker because it is unblockable. Mm-hmm. And then I would have still had the Petty Theft to be able to... Um, Bounce it. Do that. But yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> An unfortunate one-two loss there when I definitely could have won that match. Yeah. Um, uh, round three, I lost horribly to Dredge. 
O2, even though I had, um, that was a really weird game. So, uh, weird match because we have main deck graveyard hate in the form of Dothy Voidwalker. And then we also have four Leyline of the Voids in the sideboard. So you would think this would be a really great matchup, but, um, game one, they just got their stuff going and were able to get it out before I had a, uh, Dothy Voidwalker game two. I played out a Voidwalker, and it rode uh, me to victory. So I guess actually 1-2. I nice. have that wrong in my notes. So I, I got him, um, or I lost this one, 1-2. One, uh, anyway, game three, kept a hand with two Dothy Voidwalkers, and they thought seized one of them and was able to discard a Conflagrate. So I was like, okay, well, if I play out this Voidwalker, it's just going to die to Conflagrate, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but I should have done that anyway because then like they wouldn't have been able to just start dredging yeah um so i i was just playing scared um and ultimately died so Damn. round four this one was really 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 close against uh grixis death shadow which was post luris band so they didn't have um anything there mm-hmm. um or they didn't have the repeated value there yeah i saw them <laughs> i played against West death shadow and they added back in the um the cycle, the pay to life cycle. What's it called? Street Wraith. Street Wraith, yeah. Cycle of Street Wraith, yeah. Nice. Um, which, I mean, Grixis Death Shadow players are off that now, actually, which is interesting. Oh, really? Um, yeah, but this this was a 1 1 loss. So I, game one, they kept a one lander and was uh, just too slow to get more lands. I was able to, to pull ahead and, and win that game. Um, Game two was a really, really long and grindy game, and my opponent was uh, really super disciplined um, and didn't kill the one threat that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, like, thought seized or inquisitioned them, so I knew exactly what their hand was, so I, I just kept track of the two cards in their hand the whole time. Um, and so it was just a, a dress down and unholy heat the whole time. And I didn't want to deploy any kind of better threats because I had like a one or two mana or a one or one one or two two or something like that uh-huh. just crashing in. Um, but they were super disciplined and they were just like, okay, well I'll just wait till you play something better and then I'll kill that <laughs> and then uh, win. So they were able to deploy a, a death shadow and I couldn't kill it and yeah, just kind of went downhill from there. Um, but unfortunately, I had to I had to. Uh, Concede the the third game and didn't get to play it because uh, my son needed a bath and you know sometimes life gets in the way of things, yeah. uh, not in the way but you know sometimes life takes priority to magic so what um, had to concede what are that. You talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my adorable, cute five months old son is a little bit more important than Magic the Gathering. Man, um, <laughs> first time I ever heard this. <laughs> Um, and then uh, round five, O2 to four color blink. They just have way too many two for ones and cannot get over that. So, yeah, O5 in this league. Um, you know, I feel like I've been talking for 45 minutes about this league. So, why don't <laughs> we hear about your one of your two leagues that you made? Yeah. So, um, Jake's first league was uh, still with the, um, the like dedicated ninjas deck, mine, or with the, the fairy ninjas. Um, the first, uh, my first league was a lot better than my second league. So my first league, I went two three, which wasn't horrible. So um, first one, I went o two. It was like a red white like mid range deck. So it was running like um, uh, what's it? it's the guy who like has haste and he allows you to equip stuff to it and um. It was like a strange, like kind of like prowessy, red white. It was, it was a strange deck. I haven't seen it hmm. before. Um, so I was still in a deck. This is. Uh, <laughs> I learned in this match that ninjutsu they have to be unblocked because I was like, oh yeah, ninjutsu is just if you attack, you can <laughs> put in the ninjas. <laughs> so I had a couple times like, okay, I'll attack, and then they just block. I'm like, oh wait, my guy just dies now. <laughs> um. <laughs> So that was my first one. Uh, second game, super unfortunate. I got super tilted, uh, and I uh, almost rage quit. Um, it was two merfolks. I, I lost one, two. 
um, first game, I was able to get out a sneaky uh, Blightsteel and win fairly early. Um, second game, they were just able to kind of outvalue me with like Lords and um, m- like Master of the Pearl Trident, just things that were buffing their Merfolk. Uh, and they also had the, the new one from Modern Horizons that make everything indestructible. It has indestructible and everything else gets Ward 2 if you have three. The um, Svalion or whatever their god is. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then turn three, I, I, I messaged you this one. Uh, yeah. Turn one. I, yeah, it was <laughs> made me angry. You, you explain it. Yeah. Turn one, uh, I Inquisition. They didn't have anything too great. So I was like, I'll just take a Lord. It'll be fine. They had the Lord. They had uh, like Marrow Regery, stuff like that. Um, so I took a Lord. Uh, and then they drew. Uh, and immediately played um, an Aether Vial. <laughs> so I was like, ah, come on, man. And then just with the value of like Aether Vial um, and their, uh, the Merfolk that I'll just kind of like draw when you play Merfolks. Um, I'll draw when you when you play the Merfolk. They kind of just outvalued me. Um, and since they their creatures are going to be a lot bigger than ours, um, I just really couldn't handle them um third one o2 uh with an indomitable creativity deck um i think that deck is cool yeah it was interesting it's like a cascade into an ugin and we really can't do anything against an ugin (laughs) no um so that happened both games uh kind of just like turn two turn three cascade into an ugin and i'm like well only creature that can survive is a Satoru and he'll just minus four and he'll be fine. Um, so that one went kind of bad last two games. Um, actually this one was super interesting because it was a living end deck. Uh, and we actually went two Oh with this deck. Um, so first game or first round, um, I just had like a strange amount of just like, uh, like hand removal. So I was able to get down, like take out all of his um, threats of like the, the cascade stuff before he could actually get off. Um, and then I kind of just outvalued him with um, my creatures, which is super strange because I re- usually don't have him with living end. Um, <clears throat> second game, uh, I drew my hand and it was two ley lines. Uh, he I put down two ley lines. He was like, okay, cool. Um, discarded some stuff and then tried to destroy my ley lines with the, uh, like, Foundry Breaker, I think it is. What's the Foundry Breaker? Um, and I countered it with Drown the Lock. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. That'll do it. Um, and so he... A Foundation Breaker, yeah. Maybe it okay, was... Yeah. Oh, it's Foundation Breaker, um, but I had... Uh, is it either a Dress Down, I believe? I think I had Dress Down. It's probably a Dress Down, because Drown on the Lock, if they if you've got your Ley Lines out, doesn't do anything. Yeah, so I had Dress Down, his Foundation Breaker, and he scooped. Um, <laughs> so that was pretty nice. Uh, and then finally, my last match, uh, another 2-0. Oh, no, this one was 2-1. Um, it was against an Eldritch Evolution deck. Um, which, uh, Lock and, um, Spellstutter Sprite were actually super good in this deck. Um, basically, I think it was Eldritch Evolution, uh, into Gristlebrand, draw his entire deck, um, use, like, Nourishing Shoal, stuff like that, basically, draw everything. Was he playing, like, Thrasta as a win con or anything like that? No, I, I saw, um... I think it's just the like the Grishol brand, um, okay package. Yeah. So because like the the deck that I played against for last episode mm-hmm. was like a Neoform Grishol brand deck that um, won the game with Thrasta. Interesting. Because uh, I think I sent you a, a screenshot of that one where I was being yeah. attacked by a forty nine forty nine Thrasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was using like the Grishol brand like formula, so. Um, <clears throat> so it was just like, was he trying to attack multiple times in a turn, or what was? How did he win his one game, um, or just like stick a gristle brand and just attack a couple of turns? 
Yeah, he well, he stuck a, a Grizzlebrand, um, and he threw the Breach to World Spine Worm. Okay. Um, threw the Breach too. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was an interesting interesting deck. Um, so he won. I won the the first game. He won the second game just because he was able to get out of the combo quickly, uh, and I won the third game um, with I think it was like spell pierce <laughs> he like yeah went, there you go yeah he uh i was able to like kind of pick apart his hand um and he got down the allosaurus rider he went to eldritch evo i spell pierced it and he conceded so <laughs> <laughs> went two three uh <clears throat> you managed to finish up my leagues and we can hop back to yours i have one other game or one other like league sure i mean i've got two i've got two more also but oh my yeah. My second league is not impressive. I was just going to kind of run down the decks that I did and then uh, kind of get a little bit more in-depth in the third one. Okay. Yeah, cool. I'll run down mine quickly as well. This was uh, not very exciting. I went 0-5 um, because I went against three Amulet Titan players, a um, Adnaz player, and then basically Grixis Modern Horizons 2. <laughs> so first match uh, just completely stomped me with... Um, like DRCs, Ragavans, um, Merktide. He was playing Grixis, so he also had a cut, uh, the Kaito in his deck. He never actually played it, but I saw him um, surveil it away with DRC. So it was basically just, yeah, Grixis, Modern Horizons 2. Um, and then three rounds of Amulet Titan really didn't stand a chance. <laughs> Not much yeah. that our deck can do against that. Um, and then Adnaz, uh, it was 2-1. So he won the first game. Uh, I won the second game by uh, spell piercing and, like, spell stutter spriting, spoil the vaults and his Adnaz. I was just able to eventually beat him down. He he spoiled the vaults for a Angel's Grace and went down to three, and I had four damage on board. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, he tapped out for all of his mana, so I was like, okay, cool, and I just swung and killed him. Um, so yeah, uh, but he was able to win the third game, um, by casting silence on my, uh, on his upkeep or, oh, uh, mm. yeah, on tap upkeep. Um, so unfortunate. <clears throat> so that yeah, one, some tough losses. Great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and talk about your leagues and then we'll kind of talk about what we think about this deck. Yeah, so uh, the my second league, I played against some pretty interesting decks, but I mean, I don't really have any notes, really, so uh, I guess the games weren't super interesting. Uh, but I played against Grixis Death Shadow, uh, which was featuring Gigantha as a companion. Oh, really? Um, so th- because they only play, they don't play any double pip anything, <laughs> they're able to play Gigantha. Yeah. Um, so. In the late game, that could just be like a, either an 8-mana 5-5 five five or a 3-mana in the early game to get it out whenever you have nothing going on, mm-hmm. and a 5-mana five, 5-mana five 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 later on. So um, kind of a cool pivot, I think, even though, I, I don't know, there's probably issues with the um, commander com- companion com- companion mechanic as a whole, uh-huh. but, you know, it is it is what it is. Um and then I played against a Grixis control deck that's, like, top end was uh, trying to hit Murktide Regent mm-hmm. with a game like that. Um, was able to get them 2-0. They just were all answers and <laughs> no not threats. really pushing threats. <laughs> so, uh, and I was all threats and, you know, was just, just kept deploying them. And they were like, well, I guess I dirtle and lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so... In the queue, somewhere down the line, I have a Grixis control deck that I wanted to play too, but hopefully ours is, does a little bit better. Um, <laughs> uh, then round three and four, you actually hopped on, and we played this one over Discord together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the red-black Oni Cult Anvil Sacrifice deck. <laughs> um, so this deck was kind of pioneered by uh, Twitch streamer Aspiring Spike, mm-hmm. which uh it's pretty cool i mean it's just value sacrificing artifacts and stuff um to ping your opponent and get creatures and whatever so 
Tony Cole Anvil Sacrifice. If you haven't seen that deck, I would recommend checking it out because it's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, O2 in that that match, they were, I mean, they they were just a huge value engine and yeah. were able to to gain enough life that uh, we couldn't really overcome that. Mm-hmm. Um, round four, we actually played against uh, Y Principe, um, or Prince, as some people know him by. So uh, he's actually a pretty, um, or he was like the points leader or the trophy leader uh, yeah. a couple seasons ago. And so Aspiring Spike actually had like a race against him, um, and they were in, in contact. So I don't know if you can tell, but I, I enjoy Aspiring Spike's content, and so... Uh, that's how I kind of learned about this guy. But anyway, he was on a, a Jund Collected Company deck that featured uh, Magus of the Moon and Lightning Skelemental. Yeah. Um, so we, I mean, I just didn't fetch any basics, and he was like, Magus of the Moon. And I was like, <laughs> oh, guess I die? I don't know. Um, didn't draw any more basics. So yeah, O2 that round. Um, I mean, Prince is just a really smart player, too, so... Um, he also streams, so if you're interested at all, it's Y Principe. Um, and then round five, I went one two against Murktide Regent, um, or the blue blue red Murktide deck. So one four for this league, not mm-hmm. anything too too remarkable in that one. Um, so then my my last league, I went o two against a blue white Ingenious Smith Saga deck. It was just kind of blue artifacts that was splashing white for ingenious smith kind of a cool deck um then i played against a uh, zerda mono blue tron deck so oh, if you don't know anything about zerda it's a uh it's one of the companions it's a three mana three two i believe something like that mm-hmm. um and the companion thing is or the stipulation is that your deck every permanent has to have an activated ability and so, I mean, in Tron, you're basically playing Planeswalkers and different things like that. Um, so he was also playing Shark Typhoon, which is an activated ability, technically cycling. Um, and then Mindslaver with the Ugh. Academy Ruins. So I just, um, I one of the games, I didn't play their, their land from a Fallen Shinobi activation and uh, could have survived at least one more turn to see what would happen. But nope, I... Uh, just uh, just lost to a Mindslaver lock. Whoops. Um, so that was 0-2. Uh, th- I went 2-1 against Mono Green Tron. So a super long and grindy game one. I, it went all the way down to um, me having four life with two Bitter Blossoms in play. Um, <laughs> and uh, I ended up fatal pushing one of my own blockers on their worm coil engine and bouncing it at the end of the turn nice um, with petty theft to be able to kill them uh the next turn um so that was uh i don't even remember which game that was uh but then game three there uh i guess they just didn't ever draw a second land and they scooped so i was like okay whatever let's go (laughs) and then uh I texted you about this, or I, I sent you a screenshot of round four, mm-hmm. um, because I played against yet another Tron deck, but this was the Core Tapper Charge Tron deck. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Core Tapper, for those of you who don't know, is a uh, two-mana 1-1. One, one. You can tap it to put a charge counter on target permanent you control, um, and then it plays like Astral Cornucopia, Everflowing Chalice, Chalice mm-hmm. of the Void, like all these things that play charge counters. Um, and tap for mana and stuff um, and then it also has the ability to sacrifice it to add two charge counters so um, it, I mean you can just like tap it and then sack it to add three charge counters to something um, and so they it basically went infinite with like a uh, what was it playing mystic mystic uh, forge yeah yeah, basically went infinite with like a Mystic Forge, um, so that they could just play all these artifacts off the top of their library. Yeah, and like Paradox um, Engine, and Paradox Engine, so that they could like get rid of all the lands too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was also playing something. Oh, Karn. Yeah, Karn. The Great Creator too, in order to uh, just get all of 
or you know all of the artifacts and stuff from your um, your sideboard. So they killed me with a with a giant like I don't even remember how big it was like twenty five twenty five. Yeah, it was like a twenty five twenty five uh, walking ballista. Mm-hmm. Um, while they still had one hundred and fifty mana in their mana pool. Um, yeah, one hundred and fifty white I mean, and twenty four colorless. <laughs> yeah, I I had I I ended up going one two against this deck. And honestly, the last game, I knew I was dead, so I just let them dirtle, which they enjoyed, apparently, uh, because they could have killed me like in like two minutes, but they spent literally like six minutes just clicking through random stuff and just getting random stuff from their card board and then playing another card and going in a different thing and blah, 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 and just like going back and forth, um, just playing all of this stuff, making 600 <laughs> mana and whatever. <laughs> it's the best time. Um, so, you know, it was... It was fun to watch that anyway. Um, and then round five, I went 0-2 against uh, Hardened Scales. So in game two, I got stuck with only three lands for several turns with a Flyer in play and Satoru with on the battlefield with a Blightsteel in hand. I never drew that fourth land and so died with all of that ready to be deployed. That sucks. Um, and they were like hellbent because I mean they were just top decking and weren't drawing creatures, so it was just like mine for the taking basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the next game I took their Ozolith with a Thoughtseize, but I probably should have taken a Hardened Scales um, since they didn't have a Ravager, and so it like you know it wouldn't have mattered as much if they could like sack their stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just ultimately died to just hard to scale shenanigans um so anyway that was my my third league i went one and four so grand total i ended up going two and 13 overall <laughs> like we talked about earlier the deck could use some work so why don't we go ahead and take a quick break and then we can talk a little bit about what we would change or whether or not you should even play the deck at all anyway we'll be right back <laughs> Hello and welcome back to kind of like the the deck overview. Um, We'll kind of just talk about why, what we feel about this deck. Um, I guess like my biggest criticism is honestly like our creatures just don't do enough for the deck. Um, Just in, in the sense that like we're going up against DRCs that it's a one mana one, one that turns into a three, three that also has surveil and like ragavans and Merc tides and amulet tight on in prime times. Uh, like our best creature um, that we can hope for is like a four mana two, two that has a straw card, um, which other decks are doing a lot more efficient, a lot more cheaper. Um, and so eventually it just happens to where we are able to start off decently, but as the game continues, their creatures just outvalue and outbeat our creatures um, in the long run. Um, and so I feel like ninjas still need a bit more support. They need like their Ragavan or like their DRC to actually like make this a nice shell. Um, Cause currently at the moment, um, which makes sense because it they're these are standard legal, legal cards. They can't be as crazy and as pushed as Ragavan or a lot of the stuff that's come out of Modern Horizons two. Um, yeah, the ninjas in the modern format just don't have enough of a. Uh, they don't have the oomph. The yeah, exactly. They don't have the <laughs> the the prime like factor. They don't have like the the it. I guess. So uh, that's kind of what, when I was playing through the deck, I was like, man, like it would have been great if I could have, I, I guess like most of my things get blocked by a DRC, a one mana three, three of flying. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are, those are basically the same notes that I wrote. I said that like the main issue that we came across is that it's basically a creature deck that's trying to win through the combat step, but we can't really go wide mm-hmm. because we keep returning our own creatures back to our hands. So like, and even the creatures that were deploying out there, like unless they're winning the game, like Lightstone Colossus, they're kind of fragile. They're like two twos or things like that, mm-hmm. um, that really don't have any kind of abilities or evasion or anything like that, unless 
um, they're not unless they're just they just don't um, and against all of the best removal in the and most popular removal in modern such as lightning bolt unholy heat path to exile prismatic ending all these different things like it's just really hard to keep up um, yeah. and we can't get that value either from the ninjutsu because if we ever stick something that does have evasion like uh, dothy voidwalker or um, the changeling outcast then i mean they're two and one power or two and one toughness creatures that again die to those exact spells that i just named yeah um, and then like our like modern really is a, a creature-based format um, most decks are actually trying to win through that combat step but also the majority of the creatures in the format do something other than attack like Super i guess technically like technically like ragavan and murktide are kind of an exception to that but they either come down early and pose a threat um that could snowball into winning the game or are difficult to remove like murktide regent or sometimes both like they're just hyper aggressive like um, things like yeah exactly <laughs> um so it seems like like the best way to, to attack it then was to like add in the spell starter sprite package um, and to bring in Better Blossom to go wide and do all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, like we've just been talking about, like these creatures are just not up to the power level um, anymore of what modern actually looks like. So um, I don't know how we are, like, I guess we haven't really figured out the best way to close out our podcast and, like, say if we recommend the deck or whatever, but... Honestly, I wouldn't really recommend these decks too much. They're yeah, um, like this would be a good deck slow. like three or four years ago, where like Tarmogoyves and like Dark Confidants were still running around. Like I feel like yeah. this would be a good deck uh, pre Modern Horizons. Like post Modern Horizons, there's just too many more efficient and more pushed threats than our two two or two one that allows us to draw a card. Yeah, I think big, another big takeaway that I have from this um, deck, though, is that Kaito Shizuki is an incredible magic card. I think that that card is really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it in a couple different shells, even like Grixis Death Shadow started picking it up um, and different things like that. Um, I actually saw a list recently with Kaito Shizuki and the Royal Scions um, together in a deck, which was sweet. Oh, nice. uh, it, I mean, it does everything that you want grixis death shadow to do and especially with the luris band you can play those now in that style deck um so that card was incredible um if you do try to build ninjas i would recommend still doing the fairy package but also not trying to dirtle around with the um blight steel colossus although it was kind of fun and memey i think it was just that it was just kind of a meme so um that's that's my takeaway from the deck ultimately um i don't know what do you think jacob yeah, I just there are times where like I guess the the best feeling with this deck is like getting a cheeky blightsteel kill, um, but most of the time it's like yeah I put down a threat, um, but they immediately play like a DRC and unholy heat, my spell shadow sprite or my fairy miscreant, um, or put down like a kaito and then they beat over me with a with a titan like a prime time. Um, yeah, I just feel like, uh, kind of like what I said before, like ninjas just don't have the it factor. They don't have like the, the one or two creatures that kind of like push it to being meta. Um, they, yeah, they just don't have enough. Um, they don't have any like super game breaking or super, uh, efficient effects. And so a lot of the times I would be able to get out. Oh yeah. I get my ninja of the... Uh, deep hours out but now it's just a 2-2 that they can block with a pretty much like most threats in modern um and so i get a draw trigger like once and then the rest of it's just kind of stuck on my board um so yeah i feel like yeah they just need some they still need some more help i feel like if we got some like super spicy stuff other than fallen shinobi uh, in Modern Horizons 2, um, it could have been nice. But currently, at the at the ground where it is right now, I just feel like uh, isn't a super, like, 
it's it's not really something you could you should invest into right now. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, our our final verdict, I guess, is um, don't play it until uh, Ragavan and Murktide and basically all of um, MH two gets banned, um, which I don't think is going to happen. So, or they reprint um, them as ninjas. maybe don't pick up this deck. <laughs> yeah, just print just print all of those cards as ninjas, and then this will be a great ninjas deck. Um, so, anyway, I think that's going to wrap up the episode for us. Uh, stay tuned next time. Um, where I think we are going to be playing a four-color Sultai Stoneblade deck um, yes. of my own brewing. Um, I've been working on this deck for just a little bit of time because I actually own this one in paper. So, uh, And we're actually going to have some paper results with it too because we are going to SCG Dallas. Um, Next the, week. Uh, yes, SCG Con Dallas. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're up there, hopefully this episode comes out before then. Well, I'm not exactly sure what our timeline looks like, but uh, if it comes out before then and you hear it and you're looking for us, um, I'll be either on the Modern Challenges tables, the Legacy Challenge tables, or the Popper Challenge tables. So, um, and I'll be playing I'll be, some Commander. <laughs> yes, and Jacob will be out playing Commander, playing his brews. So uh, thanks again for joining us, and uh, yeah, can't wait to do this again. Yeah, um, we're actually it, it's gonna be our first in-person um, session. So we've been doing this over like Discord since we live super far away. So this will be our first like in-person uh, recording session. So that'll be nice. Um, yeah, it will be nice to be able to stare into your eyes as <laughs> I talk about my favorite deck. So oh yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Um, yeah uh do you have anything don't forget else? to uh listen share and uh yeah i mean we're not really doing any kind of promotion we're just uh putting it out there on reddit and a couple of different things but um i know last week we mentioned that we would have a um we would have a instagram account we have not yet done that so maybe oh, by yeah. the time this episode comes <laughs> out maybe we do who knows um but keep looking for us on there um and then yeah so just keep on sharing because we're it's a lot of word of mouth right now yeah um awesome. so and every little bit helps any comment any uh rating everything so thanks thank you so much and have a great rest of your week see you guys later bye